Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Sherry Young, your host for the Women in Business show as part of Chattanooga Business Radio. Today, we're broadcasting live from the 10th floor of the Talon Building in downtown Chattanooga. We're in the Regis Executive Suites. We love it up here. If you're looking for a place to office, come and join us. Uh, it's a great place to network and get a lot of work done. And today, we're doing a lot of work around the topic of small business and women, and specifically, what resources are available in our city to women and small small businesses in terms of support, education, skill, even skill acquisition, funding, different things that you might need. And I want to introduce two women who are here with me today, and I'm so excited to have them here. First off, Mary Cedric, who is the director for Brightbridge Women's Business Center here in Chattanooga. Welcome, Mary. Thank you. And also Jacqueline Merritt, who is Economic Development Specialist for the U.S. Small Business Administration uh, with the Tennessee District Office and drove down from Nashville just now to join us for the show today. Thank you for coming, Jacqueline. And so both of these women are available to you listeners. Uh, At the end of the show, we'll put their contact information out for you if you have questions and want to follow up with them specifically. But I first want to just start with Mary and and let you listeners know that personally, the Brightbridge Women's Business Center is a wonderful resource here in town. If you are not aware of Brightbridge, you need to check it out. You need to contact Mary. Brightbridge is one of the first places I went when I moved back to town and decided to start my business. I think, Mary, you're one of the first women I met. It's good good to be that person. Yeah, and and you helped me, and I, I walked in, I think, I did have an appointment. Yes, I think I did, did have an, I can't remember if I came in off the street, but I did have an appointment, and you sat down with me for an hour or so, and I had questions about business plan, funding, where to start, forms to file here, like business license, um, just the basics in starting my business, and you walked me through that no cost to me. That's correct. Yes. Yes. And so tell me about your services. Go ahead. Okay. The Women's Business Center here at Brightbridge uh, is part of the uh, Small Business Administration uh, program. And uh, what we do there, we started here in Chattanooga in 2001. And since that time, the services we offer to women to kind of level the playing field, maybe there was some opportunities that women were exposed to, now that's what the women's business centers are supposed to do. We're supposed to target our services to women. But what we do are free of charge services and counseling. Any type of business counseling that you'd want to have, we can, if we can't provide the services, we can refer you to others who offer that skill set and training. We offer training skills. In fact, last night's training session was on, well, I'm, I'm thinking of the one that's coming up in June, but last <laughs> night was on sales strategy, sale away. How to create your sales strategy to make your products not only be out there, but also sell to create the revenue for you. So those classes, we ask that people register for on them so we know how much material to have, but they're free of charge. We try to do the training at night and on the weekend. So last night's class was from 5.30 to 8.30. 
And um, it, it's just a, a real opportunity for women not only to learn subject matter, but also to meet other business owners and educate themselves, network, and uh, to grow and strengthen themselves because business is about developing relationships. Because with people know, like, and trust you, the chances are you're going to have a better product to sell because you will have listened to your customer base. Yes. Okay. And that's really, that's a great point. And we talk about that on the show a lot. You mentioned know, like, and trust. And um, for you listeners out there who've tuned in before, one thing that we promote is networking. We, we encourage women to get out of their homes, get out of their offices if they have an office, get out from behind the computer and go to events and to uh, be out in the community and be visible. And I think one of the things about Brightbridge, and, and this has been my own personal experience, is not only are you able to get the training that you need and what, I mean, you it runs the gamut, all the topics you cover, uh, but you meet people when you go. And um, I know I've looked for people uh, for specific projects. I've even, just in knowing you, Mary, I've emailed you and said, mm -hmm. I need a list of women, you know, who kind of fit this demographic criteria. We were doing a study at the time and you immediately knew women that fit that criteria and plugged me in. So, you know, a lot of people. I think we all do. The more, yeah. more we meet each other and network, we become, that's part of what we're here to do is figure out what people need and to connect them with those that need the skill sets or, you know, that can use them more efficiently, yes. effectively. Yes. And chances are when you're in that room, ladies um, who listening, um, you're going to meet someone else in that room who can be um, an encouragement to you, or you can be an encouragement to that person or even a potential sales lead contact. You just, you just never know. Let's talk about the topics you offer. You mentioned sales strategy training last night. Again, I do want to emphasize this is entirely free. There is no cost to any participant who comes in. All they have to do is go to your website, I would assume. That's correct. Okay. And that is at brightbridgeinc.org. Is that correct? That's the, the main one. That's the, the main one. The local one here then would be brightbridgewbc.org. Right. Okay. Brightbridge, B-R-I-G-H-T, bridge, B-R-I-D-G-E-W-B-C.org. So listeners go to that website and Mary, I assume there they can see a lineup of different classes. Right. There's uh, two opportunities to, to gain uh, some kind of input from us. That one is for events. So you just click on events and it should open up to a monthly calendar. In fact, the ones coming up, we don't have any more months, any more events scheduled for May, but June 7th, we have training on everyone is not your customer. So it's laser focused marketing. That one's in the evening at 5.30 to 8.30. And then we come back on the 21st. And the one on the 21st is price it right, the dollars and cents of doing business. So would that tie into, let's talk about that a little bit, pricing your services or pricing any anything the you're product, selling, right? right? That's correct. Yes. And mm -hmm. so would that be things, because I may go to the... <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm looking into my own margins and, and things of that nature. Would that be really whatever business you're in? That's correct. We look at the whole, uh, whether it be a product that you're selling or a service that you're providing, we're trying to determine what are the fixed costs with it? What's the uh, oncoring, you know, reoccurring costs? That yes. Person, so then, then like how the formula basically right. for 
actually arriving at what your sales price right. should be, mm-hmm. determining how much you're going to keep and right. how much will cover your cost. That's correct. So, uh, listeners, this is amazing. I, I think this is amazing. I have a degree in communications. It's been a long, long time since I got it. Even so, my training, my formal training was in journalism and PR and media, nothing to do with any kind of business planning or preparation, no math whatsoever. I think the last math class I took was my core math in my freshman year. Tessa, you would know, because uh, uh, you're in that right now. Tessa's our amazing sound engineer. I always like to shout out to her. But um, anyway, so beyond core college curriculum, many of us have not had any basic math or planning training. We just haven't. And we go out to start our businesses and we may be really good at our specific skill set, the service we provide. Yet running a business, and I, I again, we're on Chattanooga Business Radio. So let me just say, listeners, it's really important for us as business people to understand that in running a business, there's a lot more to it than just providing your services for a set price and collecting the money. There's a whole lot that goes into it, whether you have employees or not. That's correct. And uh, the the classes, if I go back to that, some of the other ones we have are uh, build your own business plan, BYOB, build your own business plan, actually talking about the different parts of the plan, what's going to be needed. And then we do another one, uh, owner, owner, how does your business flow? So lends to the question of the topic you just said is, you know your product well, but what about hiring people? What about paying people? What about marketing my product? What about after the sale? How do I get that repeat customer? So it goes into the different systems that the business has to have in order to operate more successfully. Because the, the bottom line with the services that SBA is after here is really, we're trying to grow the economy in Chattanooga. Awesome. So create jobs, you know, make a, a good business better, Yes. more revenue. So it's that's our bottom line. Yes. And, and when we can do that and say that's a success, when then we've done well. Yes. So here, here's where we're at. And those services, like um, uh, Sherry said, the training is free of charge. Uh, we do ask that you register. So go online and see what we have. And the reason we ask you to register, we just want to make sure we have materials sufficient for the uh, for the day of event. And, uh, and who who teaches these? Uh, we have a wonderful instructor um, that teaches the main core of ours. It's uh, Linda Murray Bullard with LSMB Business Solutions. She's a business owner herself, her um, uh, a business consultant as well. She writes business plans for people and she does a consulting, again, on small business ownership. And uh, she's an excellent, excellent instructor. And we do, as you said earlier, we network within the class. Mm-hmm. But then depending upon how much customers want to share about or participants want to share about their business, we do a little bit on-site consulting during the class. Okay, so how do you apply this uh, business technique to what you're doing right now? Tell me about your product and how we can enhance your product line, sales, whatever it is. So it's, she's she's an amazing, and you just got to come and see. Yeah, it's come basically like a classroom, right. classroom discussion. Right. And um applying the business techniques and tools. Now, we do have other uh, trainers. In fact, Ms. Barrett is another trainer for us. She does our loans and are talking about a women-owned small business. And then we do have uh, Paul Meadowbrooks with PTEC, uh, Procurement Technical Assistance Center. So we talk about uh, contracting, how to manage the maze of government contracting. 
So we do have other ones, but uh, and all excellent instructors. Excellent. And how long have you been in existence? Let me ask you. That. Uh, yeah, we've been in existence here with uh, 2001, September 2001. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how many women would you say you have helped? since then or well i i can give you the last five five years well in fact we just collected this data so uh probably um in the last five years roughly uh, counseling numbers over the year and now when i say counseling it's just uh when you come in and see us and you come in a second time you're not a second client you're you're a unique number in there roughly in the last three years i've been 130 people have come in and we've talked face-to-face like you and I did, Sherry. Yes. So roughly 130 that we've looked at. And as far as training, the last couple of years, we've been about 250 people have been our training. Okay. This year so far, I think the first six months we did 110. So, so anyway. You're, you, the word is spreading. Yes. I I, mm-hmm. I believe. And I believe so. With things like this that you help us with, yes, most definitely. Yeah. Thank and, you. and it's so important to have you on the show. I mean, anytime we can support you, uh, that's supporting women in the community and it's helping those women create sustainable businesses. And so um, we're super thankful to have you in this community. May I say one more plug Absolutely. for us? Yes, uh, we've got an event coming up in August. That's August the 23rd, and it's called We Women Entrepreneurs. And this is where we partner with other resources in, in town, like the Small Business Development Center. Uh, they're working, uh, we're working side by side along here and to present this program launch collab and that's, it's really nice when we can work together as a, a group. And this is going to be, uh, again, August the 23rd. It's a Tuesday. And that one will be during the morning hours. We'll start in the morning and conclude by about noontime. And uh, we're going to have success stories there. We're going to have things for small business startups. Um, and uh, it, it, it'll be a fun day. So keep so more on the news. Is, is that a free event? Yes, it's also a free event. Mm-hmm. And where where would they attend that? I know details will be coming and, out. Uh, I believe we haven't done all the contract works, but it will be in Chattanooga. Let me okay. just say that so far. And so mm-hmm. once that information is is all put together, it'll be on your website. Most definitely. And then people can attend for free, mm-hmm. get information, um, yes. and everything will be, be there for them. Okay, awesome. Now, I'm going to move for just a moment to Jacqueline Merritt, or just a few moments. Jacqueline, I met you when I took your government contracting class. I will say I was a bit overwhelmed. (laughs) You're nodding your head. (laughs) I I tell people, believe me, it will get easier. Yes. Because it's so much information to assimilate and accommodate in a one hour and a half or two hour block of time. Yes. It's almost like a tsunami of information. It, it actually is. And, and it's, you know, I had always heard that securing government contracts was quite a rigid process, you know, uh, very formal. Yes. And it's not something you just say, I'm going to go do this and set out to do it. And it happens. It mm-hmm. takes some planning and some training to mm-hmm. know what you're doing and how to navigate within the government system. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I enjoyed that class very much. It was very educational. My feeling overwhelmed was not in any way tied to your to your teaching the class. You were incredibly um, helpful and, and got it down to the basics for us. It's just the process in general is, is overwhelming. I do want to, before we jump to all that you do, I do want to stay on that topic for a minute because I think for women in small business, what you opened my eyes to the fact that I actually can apply 
for government contracts without having, I'll say it this way, connections, right? Correct. And um, I'm a legitimate small business. I have a certain set of skills I can offer. The government actually wants me to provide my services to them in exchange for a fee. And those government contracts, from what I've learned, they pay well. They can be very lucrative. Yeah. We do encourage people to have other streams of income. Yes. But the government always pays, and that's a very good thing. Yes, yes. And I think once you're in the system as an approved service provider, you're in for good, correct? Like I always tell any small business, quality service, a quality product, is the best marketing that you can do. Yes. Because the contracting officer here in Nashville, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, will tell their contracting buddies in other states. Okay. Hey, I work with this company. They're really good to work with. Quality service, quality product, customer-centric, where if you have an issue, they resolve it readily. Yes. So for any small business, the best marketing is quality services, quality product. Yes. And regardless of what industry you're in, Mm -hmm. it's certainly worth investigating for any small business owner. It is. And like Ms. Cedric uh, was talking about, trusting, knowing, and all that. In dealing with federal government contracting, you interface with the contracting officers. People, by human nature, the human condition, like you first. Then they justify doing business with you. Okay. And I'm not saying that to tell people to kiss up to anybody, but just treat people the way you would want to be treated. And usually there's a return on investment where that's concerned. Yes. Yes, exactly. So good advice. So tell us, Jacqueline, what is it you do as economic development specialist? I know you don't just go around teaching classes. I know there's more to your job. Would you share that with us? I I do a potpourri of things, and it's good because I never get bored. In the office, I answer questions that come in from clients. I do the workshops, as you just mentioned. For the WE Symposium, SBA was there last year telling people about our programs and services. For formal certifications, I help some people with the application. For people seeking loans, I provide information about that. And I even do some personal counseling because people will tell me about personal issues. And one person was telling me how they had the company and the parents died and they were in a war with the sibling Mm -hmm. in trying to get everything resolved. And I told the person, I was like, you haven't even had a chance to mourn the death of your parent. Mm -hmm. And I could tell, even though we were over the phone, that the person got a tad misty. Yes. That somebody touched on the emotional side and just not the business situation that was unfolding at that juncture. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I would think, and the same is true for you, Mary. I mean, you, I would think both of you women see all kinds of situations and particularly in working with women, you know, we as women um, typically are very much so in the South and not just in the South, everywhere. But we as mothers and caregivers and wives and daughters of aging parents, you know, we are all those things and we're in the workforce. If we are self-employed or we're a partner in a business and self-employed in some sort of partnership, that's a huge responsibility 
um, in addition to all of the other roles that we play. And for many of us, it will determine uh, what our income is. And it's not a lifestyle business. It's not for fun. It's not so that we can take the kids to Disney World next year. It's so that we can pay the light bill. And so situations get difficult at times. And family businesses can get extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine people bring you all kinds of situations and ask for your advice. They do. And sometimes best friends will come into the office or family members and they will want to start a partnership. A partnership is like a marriage. Yes. And statistically speaking, there are a number of divorces. So partners usually part over the money. Mm-hmm. One is like, I'm doing this amount of work, but yet I'm getting this. And this other person is doing 30% of the work and they're getting the same thing I am. Yes. And they part. So for legal structures, we do not encourage partnerships unless there's a very strong partnership agreement in place with an objective third party or mediator designated to resolve issues and that everything is written out to the T. Okay. So for those of you out there, who are in business in a partnership or considering a business partnership, um, what I'm hearing you say is obviously get an attorney. Oh, definitely. Get an attorney. Always. Have that written out. And you, and I mean, some we're kind of laughing in here, but it people make verbal agreements all the time. Oh, yes. I'm guilty of it. I've seen other people do it, especially when you are considering going into business someone that's most likely someone you already know well mm-hmm. and you trust. Mm-hmm. And things can get really gray mm-hmm. and uh, things that are not good for you or your business or your pocketbook can happen. Definitely. So everything in writing up front, it's not an insult to the personal relationship you're honoring that relationship and that business relationship by protecting it with the written word. And I think your point about having that third person appointed as a mediator yes. um, is great. I, I haven't heard that. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, you said you do the personal counseling. So if one of our listeners, what types of issues other than you know, what you mentioned about the partnership situation, Mm -hmm. why would someone contact you and what can you do for that person? Hmm. People contact me about all sorts of things. Usually it is related to money. And sometimes there's an issue of how to secure the money, i.e. a business loan, getting it from a family member. Okay. And my thing, and we have a number of people who have retired who want to start a business. And we have a special program at SBA called Encore. You've already had your career and you're venturing into another. So it's Encore performance of your channeling your energies. But some of the people who have a retirement package and want to start a business, they want to know, should they use their 401k, their retirement monies to invest in the business to start up? Okay. And we give an unequivocal no because they want to keep that nest egg intact. Yeah. So we do request and we do suggest an SBA guaranteed loan, not because it just gives us another number, but for their welfare as well. Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute because funding is a big issue. Definitely. I, I, I just can't. where's the money is the largest is <laughs> yeah. the number one question they ask us at SBA. Yes. And for anyone who's 
who is in my life and in this show has been in this show since the beginning for you listeners out there. Um, I've talked about how with feminology, I set out, I had one client, uh, it was a lucrative client, very solid client. But with that client, I took on an office space and then work grew. Okay. So business picked up and then I referrals came and more business came. And there is such a thing as growing too fast. And I found that I quickly outgrew my income. And what I mean by that is when your overhead is bumping up or to your income or exceeding it, right? And everything that you're making is going back into the business. That's not a healthy position to put yourself in. And I had to reevaluate my situation, make some pretty radical changes Mm -hmm. and reinvent my agency. And I'm still in that process. And so um, people find themselves in those situations. And uh, I just want to say to all you out there, don't do that. Right. Right. And so let's talk about if you're truly in a business model that needs funding, and I'm convinced most don't. Okay. Most do not. When you're in a service-based business, you may need a computer. You may need a few things, Mm -hmm. small things, but typically you don't have to get a loan Mm -hmm. in order. I'm talking $1,500 or less. Mm -hmm. So those situations, I encourage you listeners as someone who has had to reinvent my business. Um, and I've experienced great success as well. I've had, I've had great success and then I've had some tough times as well. It's really important that you, you, you question whether you get a loan. Don't get a loan just because you can. Mm-hmm. And don't get a loan for things that you really can live without because you're creating more stress than you need. Mm-hmm. It'll get in the way of you performing well. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Jacqueline, and I'll quit talking and let you talk, but let's talk about for those people who truly do need funding, yes. okay, uh, what options are out there? Well, we have SBA guaranteed loans. And our competitive edge when juxtaposed to the financial institutions is that we offer a longer repayment term. Banks like to deal in short-term lending, i.e. 12 months or less, whereas we can take a working capital loan 7 to 10 years, plant property and equipment loan 25 years, not to exceed the usefulness of the equipment. A number of people call me wanting low-interest loans. We don't have low-interest loans. Okay, and they perceive... Because you're a government right. uh, organization, the Small mm-hmm. Business Administration, your extension of the federal government, Correct. they perceive that much like a student loan, mm-hmm. I would think that they're mm-hmm. going to get a low interest loan. Yes, and that's a misconception. Our standard interest is contingent on two things. One, the amount of the loan. Two, the repayment term. For loans up to $24,999, the interest rate is four and a quarter above prime, which right now is 3.5. For loans repaid in less than seven years, four and three quarters above prime. For loans in excess of seven years. For the 25 to 50 block, three and a quarter and three and three quarters. For the loans in excess of $50,000, two and a quarter above prime if repaid in less than seven years, and two and three quarters if repaid in excess of seven years. And so I tell individuals, stay tuned to the Federal Reserve Board. 
Janet Yellen made history when she was the first female who was chair of that board. And interest rates were three and a quarter for almost a decade. We fell in that economic abyss in the fourth quarter of 2008. And Yellen thought she was going to increase them in October 2015. But when the Dow fell a thousand points in an hour, she readjusted that thinking. And a lot of people espoused the ideology when in doubt, don't. Yeah. So she didn't in October. But in December, we saw a quarter of a percentage. That's why it's 3.5. And it was forecasted that the interest rate would go up a quarter of a percentage each quarter in 2016. It did not go up in March. And the door is open in June if certain factors fall into place. So I tell entrepreneurs, Read the business section of the newspaper. Yes. When I, fair. When I yeah. started at SBA, I read the horoscope, the yeah. comics, and <laughs> Landers was still a columnist and alive in that era. Yes. So now I just read Dear Abby. Yeah. And I said, well, I work at the Small Business Administration. It may behoove me to read the business section of the newspaper. Yes. And what's going on in China impacts what's going on in North America. Yeah. We're all connected. Yes. And in the business section of the newspaper, you'll get that. Yes. Yes. And on your device now, just, you know, pull it up on your phone quickly. So being an entrepreneur and needing a loan, Mm -hmm. someone would come to you and Mm -hmm. and say, I think I need a loan for X amount. Mm -hmm. And then they go through the application process just like they would at any financial institution. Uh, Yes, they would. But prior to that, I asked them some questions. Okay. The banks has the banks have a litmus test, including the five C's of credit, that they do to vet whether they want to deal with a certain client. Okay. Character, cash flow, collateral, capitalization conditions. Character, cash flow, capitalization conditions. I got them mixed up the next time, okay. but we'll go over all of them. Yeah. Character, we look at the credit score. Okay. Banks usually look at 700 northwards. And then there are some banks that look at the entity holistically. They gaze, they glance at the credit score, but they don't gaze at it. They look at the money's injected, experience, and a number of other things. Cash flow. Business planning is critical. It answers the four questions. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? How do you plan to get there? How will you know when you're there? And it revolves around the three areas of money, management, and marketing. An entity does cash flow projections where they list anticipated revenue, anticipated expenses. The money left over between the two is indicative of cash flow. We make sure, one, that is positive. Two, that is sufficient enough for SBA debt service in the case the loan is approved. Collateral. Usually we want the loan secured. We start with the business assets, and then we transition to the personal assets if the business assets aren't sufficient to collateralize the loan. And even though a store may be selling inventory, Christian Louboutin shoes, the red bottoms, that cost thousands of dollars. They may be thousands of dollars, but we will put them at the liquidation value. Okay. So the price that we will have in our asset calculation, our collateralization calculations is minuscule compared to what a pair of shoes cost. actual retail value. Exactly. And so you you perform the valuation on the business based on the owner's disclosure of the assets, uh, not the, not based on their 
valuation? Uh, the bank does. Okay. Correct. Okay. The bank does. Then we have capitalization, and that's skin in the game. We want to know that the entrepreneur believes in this dream enough to inject some of their own monies into the equation. Okay. And so let's say the startup venture is $100,000. Contingent on the volatility of the industry, the bank may want a 20 to 30% cash injection. Restaurants, highly volatile, volatile, perishable inventory, knives in the kitchen, foot traffic, all of that. So the bank may want a 30% cash injection. In a case like that, where the venture is $100,000, we would want the entrepreneur to inject $30,000 and we would make a loan for the balance of $70,000. Okay. Chiropractors, not a highly volatile industry. Statistically speaking, they have repaid SBA loans in a very high rate. So the bank may want to see a 20% cash injection. In that case, Mm 20,000 cash injection using the same $100,000 startup venture cost. And SBA will make them a loan for Mm $80,000. Lastly, conditions. We look to see that there's a market for the products and our services. Back when I started in 89, we would have made somebody a loan to inventory typewriters for retail sale. Okay. In 2016, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Typewriters (laughs) are obsolete. And Harper Lee, author of The Killer Mockingbird, probably had, what it was, the standard typewriter? The manual typewriter at her house. Uh But only writers probably still have typewriters of any sort in their dwellings or in their offices. Yes, yes. I do find my teenagers are fascinated with them. I can only imagine. Truthfully, my daughter gave one to a friend as a birthday gift. They are fascinated with them. I bet. Yes. Going back in time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That and and a phone that actually plugs in. Rotary phones. Yes. 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 So anyway, back to the topic at hand. So you mentioned five C's. Let's go back through those. And these are the five C's that any bank uses when you apply for a loan? Usually some people have seven. Some people have more than that. But we look at the standard five. So the character, which is reflected in your credit score and certainly your integrity as a person. Mm -hmm. I think in some instances they ask for um, even references, personal references, business Mm -hmm. references, former employers, what have you. Um, cash flow, which Mm -hmm. you're going to demonstrate in your business plan, Mm -hmm. correct? And listeners, if you don't have a business plan, please contact Brightbridge, right? Most definitely. Yes. Yes. Go Mm -hmm. see Mary. Uh, They offer classes and I think you've got one coming up on, on a business plan. Uh, I don't have that date right in front of me right now, but but just look at our website. Look at the website and, or you can also look online but be careful about what you find online because uh, there are all versions of business plans out there. You want to make sure that you have a complete plan when you go to apply for your loan. And and that demonstrates that you've done your homework. And yes. yes. Uh, nothing is more intriguing about a person personally or entrepreneurially yes. than somebody who is decisive, knows who they are, and knows where they're going. Exactly. So... Those two, capitalization, which is your percentage that you would actually put in. So if you need, say, $10,000, you need to know that they're going to be looking to you to put in maybe as much as $2,000, $3,000, correct? Now, we do have a program 
the loans up to $25,000 where the rules are sort of different. Okay. So we have loans that go up to $25,000 for which no collateral is required. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And no, really no skin in the game. Yes, so. that's great. And then um, I'm missing your fourth one. I got your fifth one, but what's the fourth one again? Conditions. Conditions. Uh-huh. Okay. And basically we look uh, to see whether there's a market for the products and services at hand. Okay. Right after 911, travel and tourism plummeted. Yes. Because people wanted to feel safe and they equated safety as being close to home. Conferences, conventions, family reunions, everything was being canceled. So in that economic environment, we probably wouldn't have made somebody a loan to build a hotel for the mere reason existing structures were empty. Yes. But it readjusted tourism is back where it was or even higher. So we look at the conditions as to whether there's a market. Okay. And, and that, what's going on in that particular industry. Okay. And then the last one, if you would give me that. I've got character, cash flow, capitalization, conditions. Collateral. Collateral. Thank, Thank you. you. It takes Thank a village, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. Sorry That's to okay. repeat that. So uh, collateral would be uh, what your your business assets are? Assets to secure the loan. And if the business assets aren't sufficient enough, like a service sure. entity, we will look at the personal assets. Okay. And so for those loans that are 25000 and under, yes. again, would that be waived? Uh, we do have a particular financial institution that makes loans to people who don't quite meet the five C's of credit. Okay. And some of the banks don't like to make the lower denomination loans because the same underwriting costs associated with the $50,000 loan are associated with the $5,000 loan. So this individual has found a niche making loans $25,000 and under for which no collateral is required. Okay. And um, so there are some variances yes. in the five C's and various things, and that's one of them. Yes. So I guess the takeaway here is, you know, there is clearly a process. Yes. Um, but don't be afraid to venture out there if you need capital Correct. to start your business. And uh, rather than do some online application, not have a conversation with someone, not make a contact, just don't do that. They could contact you. Correct. And you would walk them through that process and I would assume direct them to the proper person. I, I would indeed. And a lot of people think that SBA does direct lending, that we have coffers in our, we have monies in our coffers. That's not the case. We deal with banks that we do participating lenders because they disperse the funds and we guarantee a certain percentage of Okay. It. So we deal with financial institutions and we have a list of those financial institutions. Okay. And how would someone uh, access that information? They would get a 2016 Small Business Resource Guide. Okay. And it is on our website. And our website is www.sba for Small Business Administration. gov like Victor front slash TN for Tennessee. Now, in the case that you're in Kentucky, it would be KY. In case you're in South Carolina or North Carolina, it would be SC or NC after the www.sba.gov. Okay. And they will be able on that front page 
to they will see an entry for the 2016 Small Business Resource Guide, and the lenders begin on page 54 and extend the page. I believe it's 67. Yes, extend the page 67. So you have quite a list. Uh, uh, we do lenders that you work with, and I'm looking at the guide here. Mary has one, so. Uh, this is the Tennessee edition, 2016 mm-hmm. resource guide for small business. So people can actually go to the sba.gov slash TN forward slash TN if you're in Tennessee or put your state abbreviation if you're in another state and you're listening to this podcast. Um, and you can download, I assume, is that a PDF form? This is a yes, booklet here. It's a voluminous if you document. Print all that. Yeah. If but, individuals want to call me, I will be glad to put a hard copy in the mail. Oh, that's nice. I know for some of the techies, they stay um, glued to the in, to the computer yes. and everything. But some of us older people like to have a hard copy yes. that we hold in So our if hands. you want a hard copy, yeah. and I'm, I'm holding one, it's basically like a magazine. Correct. And this is published annually. Correct. Okay. And specific by state. So you would contact Jacqueline Merritt, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put your phone yes, number out, and fine. we'll put it on our website mm-hmm. as well. But it's 615-736-7465. Again, 615-736-7465. And then, Jacqueline, your email is J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E dot M-E-R-R-I-T-T at sba.gov, Jacqueline Merritt. So uh, you must just be, I I can't imagine how many people you deal with on a daily, weekly basis. A lot of people call and one of the main questions is, I want to start a business. Tell me about the grants. Okay. That's a whole nother topic. And grants are usually for nonprofit entities, entities that have the 501c3 status. Goodwill, Salvation Army, churches, certain colleges, universities, certain hospitals. And for entrepreneurs, and Miss Cedric, help me out here. Uh, I don't know of any grants. Yeah, the only grants usually that we would have is if some company like FedEx or something offers a grant and it's specially designed and they're going to give out 10 for something and you have to meet these qualifications. And most often it's Anyway, it's very depicted to what FedEx wants in that case. Yeah. Not so much maybe what you want your business to do. Yeah. And I'm not trying to badmouth FedEx in that. I'm just saying sure. that that a grant is, you do a grant to meet somebody else's goals, maybe not what your business is about. Okay. But if somebody wants to research it, they can go to www.grants, and that's plural, .gov, G-O-B like Victor, and they can see all the grants that Department of Health and Human Services Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Small Business Administration, Department of Energy have posted. Okay. So all that information is public as well, not hard to get to. And and then again, on the government contracting, if you're a small business out there, whether a single practitioner, solo practitioner, or with other uh, partners, and you're looking to create another stream of income for Mm -hmm. your business, Um, the government contracting route is an option for you. And you could also, I assume, find that information on your website, sba.gov. Indeed, it is on our website. But here in Chattanooga, you have the best resource. Ms. Cedric mentioned Paul Middlebrooks and the workshop that they're going to have next month about navigating the maze of government contracting. 
Paul works at PTAC, like Ms. Cedric said, Procurement Technical Assistance Center. And he does rubber meets the road in helping people position for government contracting. And the first thing you would need to do is to attend that seminar at the Women's Business Center that's going to be next month, June. And I think it's, what is the day? It's June 21st and it's at 9 a.m. And, and that's the first thing you can do because like you mentioned, uh, Miss Young, it is a process. Yes. It's steps. It can be quite frustrating. It can be daunting. It can make you feel like you want to pull out your hair. But nothing venture, nothing gained. And if it's easy to secure, it may not be worth the struggle. Yeah. So that's the first thing that they would need to do. And for some industries, like interior decorating. Okay. At our office, the Tennessee District Office, we're there to make out, not to show out. <laughs> Whereas other people in government, they have an image to uphold. Okay. They may need an interior decorator. Okay. So for some industries, you can ask Mr. Middlebrook Brooks, hey, how many government contracts do you really see in this area? Yeah. And for projects in excess of $25,000, they are published on the website, www.flikefrank, blikeboyolikeoprah.gov. And it's Federal Business Opportunities, www.fbo.gov. And you can just put in a keyword for your industry, architectural, engineering, janitorial, custodial, and see what it yields. Okay. To get an idea of the appetite okay. that the federal so arena has. .gov. That's really interesting. And I'm sure you covered that in the class that I took. But It was at the very end, the last five minutes, because okay. they're the last two inserts. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, and that that's important because you don't, you know, if you don't know anything about government contracting, then you just don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so don't be disillusioned. I was shocked at the volume of contracts that are available just in the area of public relations, writing, I think editing, even editing and proofreading has its own category, if mm -hmm. I'm correct. So um, it just goes on and on. Yes. Yeah. So for I think that's really important for women out there who are um, especially those of you who maybe aren't looking to start your own full-fledged business or have a retail location or have employees or anything like that. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. Maybe you, uh, have, uh, you've chosen to be home. You have a set of skills, whether it's accounting or marketing or uh, whatever it may be, and you're looking to supplement your family income and even work from home because a lot of these you're actually doing the work virtually, mm -hmm. correct? Correct. So I would encourage you to either uh, contact Ms. Merritt, Jacqueline Merritt, 615-736-7465, um, uh, or visit the sbo.gov for a list of opportunities. And then you could certainly contact uh, Ms. Merritt from there to get assistance. Um, and then attend the free workshop that that Mr. Meadowbrooks is giving in June. Start there, take mm -hmm. the class, understand what's involved. And listeners, I just want to emphasize, you know, the Small Business Administration and Bright Bridge Women's Business Center 
these are resources available at no charge. These two women are two of many people who uh, are available to you to support you, to give you uh, to give you direction on where you need to go in starting your business or creating contract work. Um, I know that you're here often. Yes, I'm here. I was here last week uh, on a Thursday as opposed to a Wednesday. Okay. So I'm in the Chattanooga area a lot. You're here often, and I know you're here all the time, Mary. Yes, I am. And um, people can contact you. I'm going to put your number out if that's okay. Thank you. 423-648-9253. Yes, ma'am. When you get through. Okay. Um, contact Mary again, 423-648-9253 or email Mary at M as in Mary, Cedric, S-E-D-R-I-C-K at brightbridgeinc.org. Uh, or again, visit the website brightbridgewbc.org for a full list of classes. I know we're spending a lot of time today giving out technical information We don't normally do that, but I have to say the reason I asked you to come and be on the show today is because you are a resource. You're a huge resource, both of you. And um, I know that I've taken your class, one of your classes. Mary, I visited with you personally, and I've sent friends to you. Yes. Um, I had a friend in the salon business uh, who wanted to open her own business and came to me, asked me where she should start. I certainly wasn't equipped to to uh, help her because I don't know anything about her business. Mm-hmm. And I sent her to you mm-hmm. and you held her hand through that entire process. You really yeah. did. Good. And um, that was I, it, Christmas time, right? Yes, November, it was. December. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's still in business today. Yay. Yeah. To and doing well. And um, that's the kind of impact in the community that you're really having and that your organization is having. The people is what makes our job. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome what you're doing. Where are we on time, Miss Tessa? Okay, we're good. All right. Let's move now, if we would, for just a minute. Share with me, Miss Merritt, if you would, the Small Business Administration. What is it exactly? I and I and you know, I hate to be that elementary, but what is it? Walk us through, other than the lending mm-hmm. and you as a de- economic development specialist, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Why are you here? You're assigned to our area. We yes. clearly don't have one anyone in Chattanooga. You come in from Nashville, correct? correct? So mm-hmm. explain your presence here and we as taxpaying citizens, mm-hmm. what we can expect from you. Okay. Well, at the Small Business Administration, we're charged with helping people get into business. And once they're in business, helping them stay. I've heard movie stars say getting to the top isn't the problem. Staying there is. It's one thing to start a business. It's one thing to be a going concern. And like you said, the beauty shop owner is still open, which is a plus. At SBA, we tout that we have the three C's. We've already talked about the capital, the SBA guarantee loans, and you've already touched on the counseling by the Women's Business Center. Chattanooga, like Nashville, Tennessee, is blessed to have three resources. SCORE, a group of mostly retired individuals. The acronym used to stand for Service Corps Retired Executives. Now it's SCORE for the life of your business. 
We also have the Small Business Development Center in the incubator on Cherokee Boulevard. Okay. So we have all three resources in Nashville. A number of people think we do rubber meets the road counseling. Mm -hmm. We share information about our programs and services, but for the business planning, getting rooted as a government contractor, we have resources that assist in that area. Okay, so you're sponsoring basically through funding and yes. and support in this community. Correct. Um, organizations that are on the ground uh, so that basically it's an extension of the Small Business Administration, maybe in partnership with other other partners in the community, even private, even in the private and, sector. And we encourage that because the Small Business Development Center and the Women's Business Center receive some of those grant funds. Okay. Both the nonprofits, and like you said, they create collaborations, alliances with other entities because they have to come up with matching funds yes. where the grant is concerned. Yes. So, that, Mary, you don't survive on your grant alone. That's correct. Our grant uh, is for every dollar that the SBA gives us in grant form, we have to provide another dollar to match it. Okay. So if they give us $10, we have to match it with 10. Or okay. have a 10, uh, one for one match. And uh, and how do you do that? Can I ask, if you're not charging me and I'm coming and getting free services, how are you, do you solicit uh, private donations or? Uh, there's uh, ways, there are certain rules that SBA has about fundraising and uh I won't go into all those. Sure. Stuff. There are certain parts of that that um, that's, uh, that we're allowed to do and not allowed to do. Okay. Okay. And as far as uh, in the past uh, for Brightbridge, the organization has actually, my host organization that actually gets the grant has put up that dollar and okay. said, okay, um, meeting the mission here. Now there's other creative ways that other ones have done. Like if I remember right, there's a, there's a WBC in Huntsville, Alabama, as well as Nashville. If you look at the Huntsville one, what they've done is they've done sponsorship. They have a society of 75 where it's that's the society, which is other businesses have come together and the women's business center has recruited them there and said, okay, uh, we believe that we add value to the community. And as a result of this, we'd like you to become part of our organization, but not only with your support gotcha. with presence, but also your support financially. Gotcha. So that's how some WBCs do. We're all a little different in that okay. respect of how we get that match, but it must be, you know, sometimes it's in-kind monies. And uh, and organizations evolve based on sure. what the situation for that organization is. Sure. So, but right now, um, in the what we've done in the past is Brightbridge has said it was something that they wanted to fund. Right. And which, as you said, becomes expensive because a dollar really becomes another dollar that the organization has to has put to it. Has to generate, yes. yeah. So how do you do that? And so there are creative ways. And uh, one of them is the, the sponsorships, other fundraisers. And uh, and w and when we talk about business plans that our clients have, in the same respect, the women's business centers have to have their business plan. And that's part of it because we have to look at our cash flow. We need to look at it because only yes. half of it's generated through the grants. So yes. where is the other part going to do? Yeah. So every year annually, and we're doing it right now, <laughs> we have to go through a renewal process. Gotcha. So it, and, and it behooves us and that makes, should aid in our ability to view life through our client's eyes because we yes. too have the same struggles. How are we going to pay that bill? Because there is a rent bill, there is a utility bill, there is a phone bill. You know, and we, we need to market too. You know, yeah. so the, all those things we do as as well. And yes. how do we make 
our ends meet and then we can we're better equipped to service our customer base sure yeah sure but you're right yeah yeah and that's that's again more power to you what what you're doing is just amazing and also miss Mary you've mentioned score correct and TSBDC correct and um, TSBDC I think most people are familiar with yes. I mean, uh, that's we call it the incubator mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. over on uh, in North Chattanooga mm-hmm. and uh, for listeners if you aren't familiar with that facility mm-hmm. you need to go I have walked in many times and just asked for a class listing mm-hmm. they also give mm-hmm. free classes you do not have to incubate there right. in other words you don't have to have your business set up there you just and you I mean I've never even been asked to show a business license or whatever I mean they're just uh, they're there to support you in starting your own business and sustaining your own business in the city of Chattanooga correct and so wonderful kind people there mm-hmm. as well you also mentioned SCORE, yes, and ma'am. I'm not as familiar with SCORE, and I know uh, there's an article here about it, but it's a, uh, it says here it's a national network of more than 11,000 entrepreneurs, business leaders, and executives who exe- well, executives who volunteer as mentors. Yes. Okay. So where is SCORE in Chattanooga? It's in the Eastgate Mall area. Okay. And they're located at 5726. Marlin, M-A-R-L-I-N Road, Suite 515 here in Chattanooga, and some people may know that address by the name of the Franklin Building. Okay. They volunteer, and their office hours are Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., and SCORE counselors possess a potpourri of expertise. Yes. And the Women's Business Center, the Small Business Development Centers, are charged with helping for-profit entities. One of the interesting things about SCORE, they assist people get the nonprofit status and provide one-on-one management and technical assistance to individuals who want to start a nonprofit. How exciting. And they have even helped people as far away as Davidson County, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. I told the lady about SCORE in Chattanooga because Nashville at that time did not have the nonprofit expertise there. And they were very glad to help her. And the lady told me I could have saved X number of dollars by not going to the attorney to get the 501c3 status. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So so if you're a listener wanting to start a nonprofit to call SCORE, yes. which you can do at 423-553-1722 mm-hmm. or visit scorechattanooga.org. Mm-hmm. I would assume you make an appointment with yes. a volunteer counselor, mm-hmm. no charge to the consumer. Correct. Go in for your appointment and get seasoned right. practical advice on the steps you need to take to start a nonprofit. Yes. Okay. Do they also work for the private sector if you are starting a private business oh. or a for-profit? Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. But they specialize as well in the nonprofit area. Correct. Okay. Because uh, the SBDCs, Women's Business Centers, they cannot venture there Okay, with the contract where a group of volunteers, they have more freedom and autonomy. Okay. That's exciting to know mm-hmm. we have that resource here. So we have with us and we're going to wrap our show. But today I want to thank our uh, our guests, these two amazing women. Both of you have impacted my journey 
already just in my short time in business, and I want to thank you for that. We have Jacqueline Merritt, Economic Development Specialist here from Nashville with the U.S. Small Business Administration, and Mary Cedric here with Brightbridge Women's Business Center in Chattanooga, uh, Director of the Business Center. And we have both of those women available to you on our website starting tomorrow once we post this recording We've also uh, listed here their contact info. I'll just repeat their phone numbers. Jacqueline Merritt, 615-736-7465. And Mary Cedric, 423-648-9253. And Mary, you're in the office every day, five days a week, correct? Mm -hmm. Your hours are? 8.30 to 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Okay, Mm -hmm. Someone can call, make an appointment. You're in what we call the old IBM building. Yes. Uh, for those of you longtime Chattanoogans, um, it's on the corner of Chestnut. And is that four? Six. Six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Down from the YMCA. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Someone can go and visit with you there. Or again, listeners, please check out SCORE, which is in the Franklin building at Eastgate, or call them 423 423- Five five three one seven two two. We are wrapping our uh, entrepreneurial series, talking uh, as, as part of the Women in Business program here with Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm so excited to wrap today with these resources for you listeners. I wish you well on your journey to uh, entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out, remember that we're here to encourage, empower, and equip you. If you would like more information on our show, you can contact Tessa, Tessa at businessradiox.com, and that's T-E-S-S-A at businessradiox.com. And we are Chattanooga Business Radio X. Visit us at chattanooga.businessradiox.com. We do ask that if you have enjoyed our show, either today, in the past, or at any time in the future, please tweet about us. Uh, at Chat Biz Radio is our Twitter handle. And I am Sherry Young with Feminology and the Women in Business Show with Chattanooga Business Radio. Thank you and have a great day. 